are now rolling. It's Alberta <laughs> Filmmakers Podcast. Me, 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 me. Okay, anytime. Hey, what's up, Alberta Filmmakers? It's Matt Waterworth coming at you from the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. Thanks for listening again. Hey, do me a favor. Rate us on iTunes. That would be pretty sweet. Apparently, it makes a big difference for podcasts uh, when they have a, a high rating. It's how iTunes kind of uh, figures out how exactly they're going to make things appear on iTunes. So if it's got a good rating, it helps us uh, increase our audience, raise awareness for the podcast, and that helps everybody. Um, don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, share some links. Um, I'd really like to make the podcast kind of a, a hub for community activity within the Alberta Film and Television community. Um, so please don't hesitate to uh, to get involved and, um, and share. And you know what? We'd like to have you on the podcast. Um, I'm trying to release podcasts in a timely fashion that allows the support of whatever it is that's going on in a certain filmmaker's world. So for example, today we have Brett Furster on the podcast. Brett has a po- has a short film that just launched on shortoftheweek.com, which is a huge deal, and that should be shared. So today we're releasing this podcast in support of that. Uh, we're going to have a great conversation with Brett, and you should go to shortoftheweek.com and watch uh, One Night in Aberdeen. And... Um, that's the idea, right? Is we, you know, sometimes we're going to have just conversations with whoever, whenever, um, but sometimes we're going to try to time things out in a way that's going to support that filmmaker. And I want to do that with you, um, or I just want to have a chit chat with you uh, when there's nothing else going on. Um, either way is fine, but uh, I'm hoping for a little bit of give and take. So let's have you on the podcast and let's uh, grow this community. As I said, we've got Mr. Brett Furster on the podcast. He is. Uh, a very accomplished filmmaker. Uh, this is a great conversation about uh, crowdfunding. He was one of the first filmmakers in Alberta to crowdfund a short film uh, successfully, especially. Um, of course, at the time, uh, Kickstarter was pretty brand new uh, and it didn't have access to, uh, like Canadians didn't have access to use it. So uh, so he is... Um, he was able to raise seventeen thousand dollars for for a short there. He just won the Alberta Spirit Award, um, like last year, and for this film, One Night in Aberdeen. So go check it out. Uh, lots to talk about with Brett. Here he is. Yeah, didn't love that. Yeah, that was a disappointment. And then sure. I saw Sicario, which was excellent. I hear great things about. So it. So good. I want to see that. Yeah. 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 yeah the Martian was good. <laughs> a- any space movie. You know, it was fun because you don't get that too often, right? And yeah, well, and we've been doing like Gravity and Interstellar, and you you assume this is going to be a similar movie, but it wasn't at all. It was yeah. like all science, which is cool. Which would you watch first again, The Martian or Interstellar? I've been to The Martian twice now. Okay, so I would probably I'd probably see Gravity just because oh, nice. long secret <laughs> answer C. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, Interstellar I would watch again for sure. Yeah, what's well, got the Alberta connection? I guess that's right. Yeah, yeah. IPA on it. Yeah, Did I yeah. tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> So good. Yeah. So my first connection to you was uh, Dry Land, really. It was the first time. No, I'm sorry. What am I saying? The Tree. Yeah. Um, but looking at your IMDb, you've got two shorts before that. So yeah, let's, the, let's start the Brett Furster story with that. Well, those are... I actually emailed IMDb. I was like, can we take these off? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> all right. I mean, I just... Because they, like, they were student films. Okay. And right. I think back in the day when you're just starting out, you're like, oh, like if I get on IMDb, like this will be good. It's a big deal, yeah. But then you kind of realize, like, well, I don't really want those on there because they're kind of <laughs> shitty. Right, you know? right, yeah. So, uh, yeah, if we back the train up... So yeah. that was in Lethbridge? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to University of Lethbridge. Right. Which is crazy because nobody else did really. Seems like it, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, I'm a state kid. Like, who are you? Right. And so I went to a program called, uh, it was a Bachelor of Fine Arts in New Media. Oh, okay, cool. And so it really covers like everything from like Photoshop to web design to oh. computer animation to music production. And then somewhere in there is like film as well, like video production. That's kind of handy though. I mean, yeah. I was just looking at a future film that will go unnamed and it doesn't have a website. Mm. And I don't understand how you mm -hmm. can go. Yeah. Anyway. You know, I think when I graduated, I was like, ah, you know, speaking with all these state kids, I was like, I wish we had done more you know, technical hands-on right. because now I'm kind of lacking that department. Sure. But it's funny how those skills, you know, help you out. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I can whip together a website a or, poster I can, or something. Yeah, yeah I can yeah. Photoshop something real quick and, yeah. you know, to so it is handy. Would I have liked more film stuff anyway? Yeah. But, right, right. Um, and but it, you made these two shorts with like, is, what's the deal there? You can, can you use their gear? Do they have some gear? Is that... They had some gear. <laughs> yeah. It was like <laughs> the, supplemented the Panasonic... The 100 DVXB mm. years. What, what are yeah, the, what I, those called? I, uh, the, the HD one? No, this was standard. The DVX 100 then. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that was a workhorse, right? Totally, yeah. And it, at the time it did what? It was like 24p and that was a big deal. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. People were like, why, why does it look like a movie? You're <laughs> yeah. like, man, because. I just found this setting and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, so that's what they had. And that was actually, you couldn't even use it, I don't think, if you were in the first two years right, right. it's a four-year program because mm -hmm. it's university but so they had those and we, i just made this one f what, what are on there what are the first two on there i did i didn't even look i don't know what they're called i, I can bring it up on my phone here then. i mean i looked but i didn't catch the name yeah 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 so but it was it wasn't until you got back from the lethbridge that you, you started doing the tree yeah that's right that's right that's right and actually, this is an important connection. You went, you had a roommate who was a SAIT student. No, 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 no. You had a roommate who was dating a SAIT student, right? A previous. Well, that's student. that's even a later part of the puzzle. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, okay. So, um, I can get it. Here it is. Uh, no, the app makes you tap more. Director, first director, the other side of the door. Oh, right. 2008, right. and then exits in 2008. Oh, right, right. So the other side of the door was a short doc I did oh, in cool. university. Sweet. And that was like my first like real film. Mm -hmm. But um, I went to, I, I applied to university to be a history teacher. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's why I originally went Whoa, down to Lethbridge, actually. Huh. And so, you know, I was taking history courses and like I, I just love world politics and history and that kind of stuff. So I was like, yeah, this is this is where I should go. This right. makes sense. And then I took like a new media 1000 course, which is like new media for people who weren't in new media. OK. And you like design a magazine cover and then, you know, do some other project. And then the final project was make a film based on footage that you take from just the Internet. Ah. So it was like, take static images, take video clips, take sound. A desktop documentary. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's what I, I had a teacher who called it that. And, and, oh, interesting. And said that was the fastest growing genre at the moment. I don't Crazy. know if that's true or not. But. Well, I mean, you're, you're you're just like pulling recklessly without any work right, for copyright or anything <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. You're like, I'm just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is kind of cool. It's like, yeah. it's a good way to do it because it's sort of like, well, if you don't have any money, just make something. Right, and sure. what a great way to do it, right? Yeah, from your desk, yeah. So I made like a th minute and a half thing about the spaceship that goes to Jupiter to investigate like this 
atmospheric hexagon and it blows up in their face and it's like a ends with like a sort of like th thriller horror vibe and then i just Sweet. rolled rolled credits and i got an a plus on it <laughs> nice so but you know it was one of those things where i was like man i spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on this thing right. i was like this is so cool and then right. my prof was like well there's a program here that's like that <laughs> i was like man this is interesting huh. so I, I made the switch wow you know? yeah that made you do it alternate version i would have been a history teacher and so yeah. so but so that's interesting there's a crossroads there with documentary yeah so documentary was your first film. yeah what was the doc about well i was tasked with the big project of like this is your final doc you've got to make it about something and i couldn't for the life of me figure out what i wanted to do it about right and then one afternoon while i'm you know chilling at home trying to think of an idea these two mormon guys come to my door and they're like hey like you know as they do and just chat and i was like thanks but no thanks like adios and then I went back to my desk and I was like, man, I wonder if I could do a documentary about this experience that just happened. Right. So I drove around Lethbridge and I like tracked these guys. Trying to find them. <laughs> and like, I'm not a religious guy or anything yeah. like that, but it just felt like, oh, here's an opportunity that kind of presented itself. And this could be interesting because I only see what happens when I open the door. Right. I don't know Your from their perspective. Right, yeah. right? So it was sort of like an ethnography, I guess. I was Sweet. like, okay, what does it look like from the other side? So it's the other side of the door. Right? Oh, nice, nice. So I did a short doc with them. Wow. Um, and it turned out super well. And I was like, man, documentary is really cool. Right on, right on. So that was the start of it. And then Exits was not a documentary. And then Exits was like a 23-minute narrative, which wow, my creative partner, Brett Connors, and I uh, developed out of university and. We shot it for like $300 and a lot of favors and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And 23 like, minutes. That's awesome. Yeah. Like it's terrible. Wow, like yeah. it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> still, it, it, I don't like, like yeah, it's some, I, I don't know. We like, it's just at a time where you don't know anything about anything. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And so you're like, well, but, you know, we've been talking a lot about that with, you know, some, some podcasts that you may not have heard because I mean, part of what, what's so cool about story hive is that many filmmakers may be doing their first films. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be very good, but mm -hmm. it, it could mean that it's the beginning of something, right? Yeah. Where they're, they're learning, because there's only one way to learn, really, and that's to do it. So, yeah, yeah. you got to do it. Well, and the crazy thing, which I'm sure we'll talk about, is just how I can trace every film to the next film, to the next right. film, to the next film, which right. is crazy. So did I jump the gun a little bit when you say... Yeah. You, so so how did... so. So families in Calgary, is that how you came back to Calgary? Yeah, like we we as a family grew up kind of internationally all over the world right, and then right. we resettled back in Canada. Okay. So I graduated university and I took an internship at Joe Media. Oh yes, I recall this now, yes. And um, I had a meeting with Joe Novak, who mm -hmm. was the you know owner at that time and then at Matt, the who owns it now. Yeah. And they're like, so what do you, like, what do you, what do you do? And I was like, uh, editing? <laughs> And so like, okay, well, we've got this show and you could be an assistant editor, which is logging all the footage that comes in from the day. And I was working on this reality show called My Rona Home. Okay. And so I was working with uh, Katie Kidd. Oh, right, right, right. Saints. Gotcha. Yes. Who I went to school with. Right, right, right. So that was like my first door opening to right. the Sate Kid world. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so long story longer, uh, Katie and I became friends. She came to a house party I was having, mm -hmm. and then she brought her friend who also went to Sage. She's in the camera department of all. Right, right. 
and her friend ended up hooking up with my roommate right. and they're still dating to this day right, right. but then that's how i met ivana mm-hmm. who introduced me i think to you guys uh, yeah yeah in one at least in one way yeah and that's when yeah because i was looking for a producer right right yes yeah yeah and i so, forgot about that meeting oh, yeah shit, yeah <laughs> and so i gave you the script for this short film the trade right 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 and you guys were looking at it and yeah, I, don't that's think what, we, I don't think we disliked it by any means, but it, we yeah. didn't produce it. But I did end up ADing it. Right. Yeah. Right. Because we ended up going, you know, that's when I met Jason, right. who, you yeah. know, has produced a bunch of stuff in town. Right. And so, yeah, you got, you you came on as first AD yes. to it. Yeah. So the tree was a three minute film right. for a Phillips Parallel Lines competition. Which was a really cool competition. There was a lot of really cool films in there. That was really cool. Yeah. And so it was like, here's the, the dialogue. It was like six lines of dialogue. Yeah. So here's the dialogue. You can't change any of it. It's in this order and it's got to be under three minutes and you could do anything else. But put your film around it. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. Which was cool. So that's, uh, that's when I started making half watchable stuff, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. You know. And then Ivana shot that, right? Yeah, she was a DP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Dan, who you had on last, one of the earlier episodes of the podcast, uh, was our camo. Shot that, and then he which DP'd is, the next one, right? Yeah, and then, he, right. and then yeah, I met Dan, and he DP'd the next one. Right. So it's just uh, it's an interesting world how it just winds together. Totally, way. yeah. I mean, we, t- we talk a lot about how important it is to have a team on, on the show, and um you kind of there are a couple guys you work with mm-hmm. very regularly and and you know that you can trust them and work with them mm-hmm. and, and how they work so that's that's an important part of it so i think was the tree kind of the, the beginning of because obviously you work with jason all the mm-hmm. time now mm-hmm. so was that kind of the beginning of obviously your first experience with him and it worked out yeah i mean he's such a great like nuts and bolts producer right you know like he he's got his creative input when he needs it but he's just such like a boots on the ground kind of a guy right and i hate doing that stuff right so the fact that he kind of he does the heavy lifting with like actor contracts and like setting up auditions right. and <laughs> and all that stuff it's like oh, i couldn't be happier not to do right. that right so but yeah it's been a fruitful relationship since then yeah so uh so then it was dry land yeah, which was crowdfunded, which and you were kind of one of the first man. I was makers in the community. I, was. I, mean, yeah. I think I think we were the first in Calgary to do a Kickstarter for film, right? Successfully, amazing. Yeah, because yeah. back then Kickstarter was only in the states, mm-hmm. so I had to use a cousin who had his green right. card I in I Seattle. I remember that. Yeah, I had a bank account there, and I was like, "Hey, can you give me literally all of your banking right. and personal information <laughs> for this Kickstarter?" Right. But like, trust us, like it's legit. Right. right. Well, and you had to trust him too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's this big deposit going to your bank. Don't yeah, yeah. do anything with it. So that was, yeah, that was. I mean, it was such a interesting time because mm-hmm. it was so brand new, right? And I think we had a first to market advantage of people weren't inundated with absolutely, it at that point, yeah. right? So I mean, not to. I know you're doing a. Is it this weekend? You're doing a workshop on it? N- no, it would have been last week. Oh, it was last. We week? didn't have enough ah, people shitty. in it. Okay, so. well, good then. Then maybe yeah. we can spill some secrets then, because totally. I didn't want to bury the lead on that. But but how did how did you how were you so successful with it? You know, it was. I was meant to do this course at CSAF to kind of teach my insider secrets yeah. for crowdfunding, but there wasn't enough sign up. And I think it's just because there's maybe so many avenues now that it's not the hot pony out of right. The maybe maybe yeah. yeah. Because you got you know Story Hive, which is a big one, and then AFA as as always. But for sure, um, I was just saying, yeah, I think there are more opportunities now for filmmakers to yeah. make money than there have ever been, which is totally. Exciting. And now government's making it even easier. So yeah, 
liberals. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing with the crowdfunding is you really just have to mobilize your own network. Right. And it's not putting on Facebook and helping people just donate. Like right. the amount of work we had to do was like me and Jason would call each other every single morning. Yeah. Be like, okay, what's happening today? What was working yesterday? What's not working? And so you're calling people, you're doing face to face. Right. And that was way more effective than, you know, social media posts. Yeah. Which is crazy because it's like, oh, well, social is everything. And that's how the word gets out. But it's like getting somebody to click through and actually do those following steps. Right. I mean, just because you posted about it, it was so, so rare. So, I mean, I've heard that like people will like just send personal emails to literally everyone they've yeah. ever emailed on. Yeah. Post, you know, so yeah. is that something you were doing too? Big time. Yeah. Because when you get an email or a Facebook message that says like, hey, Brett, you know, hope you're doing well. We've got this really interesting thing. I know you were interested in the stuff I was doing. Here's yeah. a great opportunity for these things to kind of come together. Right. Um, take a look if you're interested. You know, we've got some great rewards to make an experience for you. And so it was just that day yeah. in, day out, man. I bet, yeah. It was so much work. But you know what? That's so important because it's so it's so easy to ignore a Facebook post or a Twitter yeah. like post. It's 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 a lot harder to have your like your personalized name at the top, yeah. even if it's a copy and paste job below that. If it says, "Hey, Matt, this is something you might be yeah. interested in," like, yeah, it's really hard to ignore <laughs> to ignore totally. that, right? Yeah. So, uh, but you have this other great story about someone cutting you a check like on the spot. What was that for? <laughs> Was that for the tree? Uh, it was from the tree. Yeah. It was from the tree. It was just sort of a connection through a friend's mom. Mm -hmm. And we were at this barbecue and he had kind of heard about me through this connection. Right. And I just started chatting with him. And then he was like, well, how much do you need for the tree? And I was like, oh, we're the, you know, the budget's, you know, $3,000. I'm hoping. And he was, a, and then he just cut me a check for half, for <laughs> yeah, half of it. For some people, that's like, oh, well, fuck, here you go. Yeah. And I mean, you know, different times. It was years ago where plentiful in Calgary and sure, all that kind of sure. stuff. But, yeah. um, you know, I recognize that that's so rare because it hasn't happened oh, to me sure. since. For but sure, yeah. <laughs> I, I think the biggest thing is whether it's, you know, you're trying to get something made or you're doing a Kickstarter campaign is if people see that you're fucking excited about Passionate, it. Passionate, yeah. Yeah, then... You know, people like that. And the fact that it's not, hey, I'm starting a accounting firm, which is, you know, maybe not the most exciting. If you're like, hey, I'm shooting a movie. Like, oh, that that's kind of interesting. And it's right. out of my, you know, radar usually. And yeah. you, you get them involved in that way, hmm. you know. And yeah, and, but I think that's the great lesson in there is, is you never know who you might be talking to. Yeah. And you never, like, you should always be passionate and pitching mm -hmm. and on. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. that's not always fun for everybody, but. Well, to me, it's like it, it's not pitching if you're excited about right, it. Right. True enough. You yeah. Know what I mean? and, and another thing that's been coming up in these conversations is like it's not work if you're excited about it. Like, yeah. So because we get into talk about motivation, which we can mm. talk about with you, mm. a great question is how do you motivate yourself? Yeah. And the answer seems to have been for some, it's like, well, I don't as long as I'm excited about what I'm doing, I can mm -hmm. get through the boring shit. Mm -hmm. um, is, that, is that the same for you? Mostly. I mean... I wish it was more rainbow colored than like, well, it's not work all the time, but right. it's like, it's a shit ton of work and totally. some of it is yeah. terrible. Yeah. Um, but there's something to be said. It's like, sometimes I'm not especially motivated, but there's something to be said about just 
diving in and you know say you're working on an editing problem say you know we're working on it at an indie short film right now and it's like god is this gonna work like are we kind of hooped because we didn't do reshoots right. and it's like you you feel like well this is a lot of work because it's not just happening like it should yeah but you just dive in and you start working at it and then you kind of come out the other end it's like okay like we're floating above water now let's go from here right so it's just a matter of if you're not feeling motivated, if you're not even feeling inspired, just dive in just to do the process of right, it. Right. And then you'll be so kind of pleased with where you get, I think. Yeah. And I mean, even the, I find that even the really shitty, boring paperwork that you sometimes have to mm. go through usually leads to a, a happy piece of news mm -hmm. afterwards. And maybe it doesn't, but I mean, you do enough of it, eventually you're going to succeed. Yeah. Um, so successful Kickstarter campaign. Right. And then you went ahead and made Dryland, right? Yeah, we made Dryland. So the, our Kickstarter, we got 17,000. 17, wow. Yeah, so amazing. I keep thinking it's 10. That's, that is incredible. Yeah, yeah, so we set our goal for 15. Okay, wow. 17, nice. which nice. was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And so we shot it, and it was a period film. Right. Right. It was like a prohibition story about this bootleggers on the Alberta border, you remember? And, and, um, we shot at the Jesse Ranch where they shot. Yeah, yeah, that was Jesse crazy. James. That was awesome. beautiful, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, a lot of things kind of came together, and it was at the time where I think I could have still asked for favors, just because I was kind of new, and people were still wanting to do interesting work. Right. That for sure. Just the people I connected with weren't at a point where like, um, no, if you don't have cash, like I'm not coming out. <laughs> yeah, I've know? been, I've, I've worked for pizza for the last two yeah, foods, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you just tap, you tap into those levels because that's where I was at. Totally. And that's where everyone was at. Yeah. So we shot for $17,000. It was meant to be a two day shoot and then it needed to be a three day shoot. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, we were fortunate enough to make that happen and we had applied for an AFA for it. Right. Actually. Yes. And then. Which got a no. We got a no. Mm -hmm. And so we shot that in the fall and then the next spring. AFA calls me and they say, "Yeah, that hey, so good news. <laughs> we have extra money. We know we said no. Here's $15,000. Wow, that's insane. Wow. Because like, the project had come like close to being funded, but it was like highly recommended. Mm -hmm. Like if, you know, so. so yeah, it, it would have been a yes if there was money in the budget. It's kind of. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Mm -hmm. So that was awesome because we just cut checks for everybody. Yeah. We're like, yeah. thank you so much for. <laughs> the people who put cash your into balls. It. Yeah. yeah. And um, I was that was the best. Yeah, I bet. Just because like I didn't give a shit about us getting money. Right. It was right, really right. like, man, thank you so much totally. for freezing your ass off. Right. 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 Here's some money now. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. So that was um, a fun shoot. It, well, it was memorable. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I remember you saying uh, challenging. <laughs> yeah. And then Jason's got a Jason's got a thing he says. He's like, you know, if you make a good film, no one really cares if it was a tough shoot. Of course. Of course. So yeah. we'll see what if that's the case with the revenant, but <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah. Uh but I mean, yeah, I, there's there's the the a great another great point that I actually heard on the YMM podcast. Mm. Uh and, and a shooter from here named Brett Miller was saying, you know, everybody's they're doing this shoot, they're shooting until seven AM and it's freezing and and he, what he would say is uh, you know, the cold will go away. The film will never go away. So that's, that's kind of mm. that's a good point. Hard to sell people on that. <laughs> it is, yeah. When, when guys, yeah. the cold will end. <laughs> yeah, totally. But the film will live. 
<laughs> yeah, but, but no, no, like I mean, I like the idea of yeah, that for, for sure. sure. For sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Dryland, oh, that was a good time screening it. And, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 that's right. It was a great, it was a great, yeah, it was a there was, did the plaza thing and then yeah. Molly Malone's after party. Yeah, yeah, it was a really fun time. And I remember, you know, Angel, the little star yeah, of the film, yeah, you know, Ray. had she had her big kind of debut kind of, I don't know. Totally. Maybe. Yeah. So it was, it was a great, yeah, it was a great time. It was a good film. Yeah. We screened that at SIF as well in the Alberta Spirits. Right, right, right. Yes. And um, just, I mean, that was sort of like my first sh- short because the tree was kind of like a competition. So right, yeah. I felt like this one was the kind of, because I wrote it. This was the first time you felt like, okay, now I'm in, yeah. I, I make the rules, I'm writing it. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so having that huge party and then having this screen at SIF was awesome. Yeah, for sure. You know. So uh, what was next? Mm. We were looking for something next, Jason and I. Mm-hmm. And he had friends who are gigantically great in the theater community, Charles and Mark. Mark Hopkins, Mark Hopkins yeah. and Charles Netto. Who's a huge name in the Calgary. So they run Swallow Bicycle Theater. Right. And they make a lot of their own stuff. And Jason was friends with Charles, either through theater or through their football fantasy league. I'm not <laughs> sure which came first. Sweet. But um, they had written a play. Okay. And this play was really, it, like the life of this project goes back years at this point for where we are now. Right. They made a, made this play in the first incarnation in the 10-minute play festival. Oh. Where I, th- I think there's a timeline of how, I think you have 24 hours to write a 10-minute play. Oh, cool. Wow. So they started this idea back then, and it was about a guy who is late night rolling into a sleepy town and, you know, ends up at a Super 8 motel. And so they took that idea because I think it was successful enough is what they said. And then they expanded it into like a feature length play. Is that what you call plays that are long? Yeah, I don't know. Three act. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) We're so inexperienced. Um, So they had made a full play version at the Lunchbox Theater. Okay. And it had a solid run. And that was under the name Super 8. Right. And they actually developed a great relationship with the president of superior lodging who owns uh that that company owns super eight in canada right so he came down and saw their play oh amazing and they developed a great relationship with him his name is mark he's he's an awesome guy so jason was like hey let's go check out this play so we went and um it was just really well done and interesting characters and sort of like you know a big play about you know a small evening and it's just kind of nice to see something a bit smaller in scope. Right. And I just kind of connected with, you know, the intrinsic connection these two characters have. And, right. And who they were and stuff. And Jason's like, man, you think we can make a film with that? I was like, yeah, it'd be really interesting to try and adapt. Yeah. You know, adapt a play to a film. Right. Because that's just what big guys in Hollywood do. It's not, you know, people who make a short do. Right. So we sat down with them and chatted about it, and they're like, "Yeah, that, yeah, this is great for sure. If you want to do that, let's let's try it." Cool. So we applied for an AFA, mm-hmm. and I felt more confident this time because a we got that one through Dryland right. yeah. afterwards. So yeah. the fact that we had gotten one before, so you'd and you'd followed through on the project before you even got the money, which totally. is nice. Yeah. And then of course, you know, as a AFA, you know, two disciplines coming together in terms of the Alberta arts working coalescing together right 
So it was, you know, theater people and film people come together. Mm-hmm. Um, so we applied for an AFA and we got it. And then we also did a Invest YYC campaign. Oh, yeah. What's yeah. That, what was that all about? It's like a initiative by Calgary Economic Development, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And it's Calgary-focused crowdfunding. Right. So the cool thing there was it allowed you to offer tax breaks. Oh, really? Because it was a not-for-profit kind of setup. So oh, that was kind so of was a, kind of going through them. Yeah. Interesting. And it was, you know, Calgary-focused. And we were lucky enough um, to have enough supporters and bring in Mark and Charles and their network and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. We worked hard just like we did for the first time for Dryland. Sure. And m- mostly hit our budget. It was 15000 on there. We got like fourteen seven or something. Wow, nice. And so with the combined cash, we made uh, Super 8 now entitled 1-9 Aberdeen. Right, right. So... Which you won the Alberta Spirit Award for. Don't be modest. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we played at SIF last year, so mm-hmm. 2014. And we played in the Alberta Spirits. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just this sort of just your, your end goal is like, oh, I just want to see it in the big screen right, and yeah. with, with everybody, right? Sure. So it's like everyone who made it can be a part of the experience at SIF. Mm-hmm. And so we're super fortunate to have won the Alberta spirit. Yeah. And then they invited us to play their best of the entire shorts. Oh, or, oh. sorry. Best of the entire festival shorts program. Holy shit. So like up with international shorts. Yeah. So wow. we're, we're playing with the best of the shorts that they had screened nice. across all different programs. That's wicked. And then a separate jury gave us the award for that. So Holy we won, shit. We won both. I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. Oh, and huge night because yeah. we had won Alberta spirits and I was just riding high off that. Yeah. And they're like, well, are you going to be in attendance for the best of shorts program? <laughs> right, right. Which is always a good question to hear. And I was just like, man, like we're just pumped to be playing with all these other films. And like, there's some really cool stuff. Yeah. And so just the fact that we were allowed to be included with that was awesome. Totally. And then the fact that we won was out, like simply outrageous. Totally. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's great. So, um, were there any like international filmmakers there who you were like, suck it, you're in our town? <laughs> <laughs> well, the the judges were like, they said in their speech, they're like, we're so torn because what message did this send to international filmmakers? Right, right of course. When yeah. we're awarding the one. <laughs> yeah, that one from home. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but I mean, the, the best film wins, right? I guess. Yeah. I guess. That's well, it's so subjective, isn't right. it? Right. Of, yeah. of course, always, yeah. Which is the you crazy. You got three minds, right? How many, or how big five. was the three? Five. Oh, that's good. Five, that's good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think five. Five. So now that film is going, is that the one we're kind of talking about? Yeah. This Friday or yeah. like today, hopefully the day this podcast mm-hmm. comes out. Uh, it's going to be on Short of the Week. Is yeah. Is that what it's called? Right. So the, the life of this thing, you know, we went on to win some awards at Ampia mm-hmm. this spring, which mm-hmm. was amazing. Right. And then it did um, some festivals in the States. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird because it's not what you hear coming up. It's like, well, if you want a film festival film that's short, make sure it's short in under 10 minutes. Right. Make sure it's kind of got a hook and make sure it's a genre or like whatever it is. And ours is like One Night in Aberdeen is 24 minutes. Is it really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's a breezy 24. I haven't 24. seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. haven't seen it yet? No, I haven't. Oh, no. great. I'll see it on Friday. Yeah, you will. <laughs> yeah. And so, and it's not a genre. It's about two people who meet at a Super 8 motel. Right. Just kind of a, and is it like a ships in the night thing? Is it like 
just kind of like yeah it takes place just over the one night right about you know this intrinsic connection by two unlikely people right but the writing's really good mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and i think that's what makes it stand out and our crew killed it cool you know, as they do yeah and um so after the festivals and that kind of stuff i applied for just on a whim i was like oh god i really want to get this online because so many people have been like hey when can i see this yeah you haven't seen it before right like like you yeah <laughs> and i wanted to get it on a platform where i would kind of have a good level of sort of recognition mm -hmm. i guess but so i applied to short of the week right. .com on a whim and i got an email on like a couple sundays ago and like hey you're accepted wow and i couldn't believe it man that's awesome. i couldn't believe it because they have amazing short films yeah, on there. So yeah. the fact that we were allowed to be a part of that <laughs> right. is so awesome cool so it's debuting uh saturday november 21st whether okay. that's podcast day today or right, whenever right. that's when it's coming out right and we're just so excited that it's had if you think about now it's debuting a short of the week and then think about the journey we've talked about since it started as a 10 minute yeah you know right yeah play yeah. so the life of this thing is crazy it is it's cool it's cool to trace it like that yeah but in the meantime you were working on a film called clada yeah right and that's in, in post short. now it's in post right it's in post I have this tendency to the next thing I work on, I feel like I want it to be an opposite to what I had just done. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what's it about? Um, it's about three brothers mm -hmm. who are, you know, like 10, 12, 14 years old. So I grew up with two other brothers. So right. kind of had a personal kind of tie in. Sure. And I wanted it to be a bit more personal story. So it's about these three brothers who discover a dead body on their way to swim in the river one summer morning. And I've kind of done some converging narratives with it. So two storylines are kind of colliding as oh, the whole story or the shorts unfolding. Okay. And um, it's just about what they do in the immediate aftermath. So finding this body and the decisions they make. Sweet. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, smaller. Right, right. So, you know, Aberdeen was 24 minutes. This one's going to be like seven and a half or right, something right so that one's uh in post sweet and, and it's the first according to imdb i don't know how accurate it is but it's, is it the first one you've edited since dryland well brett connors oh right edited aberdeen right and he's editing this one cool so he's just a much better editor than Fair i am <laughs> like he he'll cut a sequence together and show me and he'd be like oh like you see what i did there and i'm like hey, totally and then he'll point out like the littlest like most like interesting thing that i didn't right, pick right, up on at right. all and he's like yeah like that's why i did this i'm like mm, yeah yeah <laughs> totally maybe you should just do this yeah you can do it all over <laughs> all of us sweet so um yeah that's kind of happening that's exciting yeah and uh is there another one coming no, I mean, we, we started our production company, The Light Factory, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. which, you know, we kind of get to practice and play in this format mm -hmm. while doing work for clients. We've done right. music videos, commercials and stuff like that. Yeah. And, oh, know, we totally we, we forgot about the, the Ashley 100. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who may not know, there was this thing called Public Records. Yeah. Which was kind of predated Story High. Right. 
but it was still TELUS mm -hmm. and they were giving money to filmmakers and musicians to do a music video. And then they kind of absorbed that into the Story Hive thing. I think that's what happened, yeah. So this was, I don't know what round of public records and now it's, it, did they change what it's, the title is? Well, it was Story Hive. It, it is Story Hive. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's, but it's the same money source. Right. Just kind of rebranded and now it's the competition element that mm -hmm. Story Hive has kind of brought in where you have mm -hmm. to get votes. Mm -hmm. Was the What was the voting process like? Because this last round apparently changed. Yeah, I mean, it was similar, though, that like you would just log in and you would get people to cast their votes, but they could only cast once, which right. is the difference. And so similar to crowdfunding, you're kind of messaging people, reaching out to people and it's like, hey, like, can you just spend two seconds to do this? Right. And so it was the music video round in 10 from Alberta got it. So we go in for the band called the Ashley 100. Right. They're a, a super talented group of five guys. And we had ten thousand dollars to music to shoot a music video, which is super fun. And but it's also nothing when I when you pay yeah. everybody, right? Well, it depends on what you do, right? Yeah, it depends on the concept. But what you did was really wild. How did yeah. you how did you accomplish that? And tell us what it kind of looked like. Well, the the concept is, I mean, the song is called "Falling Up," mm -hmm. and it's inspired by a, you know Shel Silverstein poem of the same name, and it's sort of like a we kind of interpreted it as you know an experiential kind of journey through the song and you know you start in a very grounded reality and by the end you're kind of heads in the clouds and it's sort right. of like a just sort of like a i mean it sounds kind of pretentious but a sort of medical physical journey i guess right right just trying to visualize something like that you're allowed you're cool. an artist you're allowed to <laughs> <laughs> i would never speak like that but it's effects heavy right it's super effects well heavy. it's practical heavy. but it's practical yes yeah so the the concept was a continual push forward mm -hmm and through that it'll be a continuous journey and so what we did is we shot at mtm studio right and they totally hooked us up and helped us put this thing together and you continually push through the bass drum so it was like a, a loop but also always driving forward and so that we start from them jamming in their basement jam space as right. if they're just kind of writing the song and developing it and then as the song progresses we push to them sort of uh, growing as a band so they you know are at a venue then they're at a bigger venue and then the experiential stuff takes over and it's like they're in a forest they're underwater then there's like sort of space backdrop but the it's not it can't be completely there was cuts right was it yeah yeah, there, yeah was, okay, okay. there was all it wasn't cuts. like a single take there was all cuts but there's like no like cg stuff right the transitions were all like just cuts yeah. and then it was yeah practical that's that's amazing well the, until the end i guess i should be clear the end is where they actually start they, they leave this sort of worldly existence if you will and climb this um stair like a infinite stairway into mm -hmm. the clouds right and then they kind of jump off and they start floating up so we wanted it to be sort of tangible and so we got uh an artist friend of ours to paint all these oh, backdrops cool, cool. and you know paint the stairs so yeah, yeah we shot them on green screen and right. then basically got these paint plates oh, nice. in instead yeah that's interesting huh well i mean when you get ten thousand dollars like you just kind of want to throw everything at the wall and be like what how far can we take this? right 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 like, we're not gonna take salary we'd rather up on screen of course you know? yeah so you just you try and do some crazy shit that right. you learn things from i guess so what uh what is the current project are you writing or are you what's going on i i don't know man <laughs> i mean <laughs> everyone's like okay hey, cool like feature time and well yeah you know, to me, it's like it can't be a rush. Right. Because 
you know, think about how hard it is making that film for $300. Think about how hard it is making that short for, you know, a larger budget. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's going to be crazy trying to do right. a feature. Like, yeah. and so if you don't have the right story in front of you or the right script in front of you, I think you'll just lose your way and you'll end up kind of neck deep in a film you don't really want to make. Right. And Aberdeen, I, I guess is a great example of like a project that just kind of came to you and it, and it yeah. worked out and it worked out really fucking well. Yeah. yeah. And you, you know, you have to have a connection to the work and right. not only like, Hey, this is an interesting idea. But for me, I'm like, I need to be living and breathing and tell the story. Yeah. You can't be working 14 hour days and then, <laughs> Oh yeah. Like, cause when you're bagged, it's like, well, at least I get to make a film that I'm really right. interested in making. Right. Who knows if it'll work out, but at least it's know, a lot easier than, than being it's like, the only man, thing I hate this movie and yeah. I have to have 10 more days of it. Yeah. Otherwise it's you'll tough. just, you'll just kill yourself. I for think, sure. For sure. You know? So, but can we talk a little bit about the, the corporate side of things? Cause yeah. I, I do it sure. too. And, totally. and when I was in, when I was in SATE, I was dumb and naive and I was like, I'm not going to do corporate video. Man, <laughs> I, I said the same thing. Yeah, fuck I was like, that. that's dumb. Who would do that? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be a director. What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> but I have learned that it is not only so um, translatable when mm. it comes to budgeting and, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, even just cinematography and, yeah. and so many things. Um, but it's also uh, a great way to be in control of your own time. Like mm -hmm. it's it's the way that we don't have to have a day job and we can have mm -hmm. our own. You know, we can work on our feature while while we're actually, you know, when we want to. Um, so so what's the process been like for you? And you're you're like you said, your company's called the Light Factory. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you've done some really cool stuff. Thanks. And you get to and you're yeah. being much more creative than we are. <laughs> we do we do some boring stuff, but you at least seem to add a really cool creative spin to most of. Well, I, I think just who we are is like, we need that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I don't know if clients like that, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I mean, it's such a double-edged sword, right? Because I, you know, just, just two days ago, I was like, ah, oh, like this is, you know, it's, it's wearing on me a little bit. Mm -hmm. The, the rosy side of it is, well, you get to, you know, work with your guys, build connections, meeting new people, working yeah. with new, new, new people. Yeah. You get to go out and play and, you know, you will be in situations where you learn things where you won't, you know, you wouldn't have been in any other situation. So you're learning stuff that you just get to practice. You know, you get to fine tune your editing. You get to understand yeah. why one shot works and why this edit totally. works, why, you know, this lighting works or whatever. Um, you get to see different parts of Calgary and yeah. you know, meet meet different people. That's been, yeah, that's been so Which true. Which is awesome. Yeah, like yeah. I didn't know this company or this person or this place existed and now the city seems bigger, right, which is always sure. a good thing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's all, and then of course, you know, you get paid. Right. Which is, you know, <laughs> An great. important part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you get to practice your craft and all those great things. Mm -hmm. And then the other side is, well, I wish I just had more freedom to do other things and, you know, but it'll always be a struggle right you know it's like yeah. if you're if you're in hollywood and you've handed in a script or something and you get notes back well you know you've had years of taking notes from clients and right. it's not a weird thing you're like right. yeah this is just part of it that's a good point so everything kind of translates in a weird way and i don't know what the alternative would be yeah like in calgary it seems like such a necessary thing mm -hmm. the corporate thing you're like well no, I, I'm 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 more creative than that. I don't want to do right. it. And it's like totally, but like find find a way to push. Just you know, try an idea, mm -hmm. you know, or 
speak with the clients like, hey, we've got this idea, let's try it out. And they're like, yeah, that sounds interesting. Or like, no, or like shoot it and we might not use it, but also shoot it this other way. Right. So, you know, we've done stuff for really no budgets and we've had stuff with great budgets right. and everything in between. So it's so important to try and do as much to learn as much as possible when right. you have the opportunity, I think. Absolutely, yeah. You know? And I, I think you bring up a good point about how, like, I mean, pricing, I don't know about you, but mm -hmm. like pricing is so hard for us. Brutal. But it's something that maybe we don't, I, I like to talk about value pricing and it's like, oh, if this video is gonna replace like a trainer yeah. for 10 years, it's yeah. really, it's really valuable. But also what about the value to you as a filmmaker? Yeah. Because if, if you get a really cool project where you're gonna be able to be really creative and do something yeah. really unique, probably going to be able to willing to do that for a lower price than something that's going to be like a boring conference yeah and you know i i we're not in a city big enough to really stay fast to one rate right you know because because projects will come across me like well we don't have the money but yeah you get creative reins and you're like well shit i would rather do that than not do it yeah yeah and then there's other ones where, you know, you put in a high quote and they're like, oh, that's it. Let's do it. And you're like, yeah. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Whoa, wait a minute. Sorry, maybe it's saying it was the like wrong per one. minute. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. We, Calgary's not big enough to be that picky. Right. I don't think. And I'm, I'm still coming to terms with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, but I mean, what's exciting about it, and, and I think, you know, I don't know about you, but it was not really necessarily our expectation, but video has, has really started it's on the path now i think to be really 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 important mm -hmm. in the way that blogging once was yeah right and, and in the way that having a website was before that and so um it's an exciting fertile ground mm -hmm. so i think everybody should be welcome to give it a shot well and that's just it people like people are so aware of how cool video is yeah, and how totally. effective it is and mm -hmm. whether that's for their personal or for their business or whatever but then the flip side is it's so new to them that they don't really know how to, you know, get their head around the cost and mm -hmm, they don't mm -hmm. really know how to get their hand around, you know, what it all takes to make a good thing. Right. You know, so, yeah. so it's educating when you have to as well. Right. So cool, man. So, so anything else you want to cover or talk about anything? Uh, uh I don't know. I mean, what, what do you, with from the podcast you've done so far what do you feel like you haven't kind you of know what of? i haven't talked about is mm. tech stuff and i'm not really much of a tech guy tech yeah, stuff. yeah yeah we don't like we don't talk cameras very often yeah. or like <laughs> editing gear what do you what do you use to edit premiere yeah yeah well when we, we went to the business model um of having you know corporate work and stuff we we just went to creative cloud just because yeah. be, being able to like charge it to the business as a subscription mm -hmm. it's a no-brainer right I mean, I started on Final Cut 7, yeah. like cutting on a laptop. You know, I like I had a 2008 MacBook Pro and we cut Dryland on Final Cut 7. On it. Dryland was like red one. Yeah, 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 that's, oh man, I didn't think about that. And at the time, that footage was so hard to handle. Totally. So how, I think how I did you do that? I it to ProRes. Okay. And then cut it in Final Cut. And I don't know how the hell <laughs> the computer didn't explode. It managed it, yeah. Damn. But I don't remember it being that difficult. Huh. Yeah, I would imagine it would have, I mean, it, my my laptop certainly would have chugged on that for yeah. quite some time. But, uh, but yeah, I use Final Cut 10, which is a dead giveaway that I'm not a real editor. <laughs> because <laughs> Or maybe are you an elite editor? <laughs> right, maybe. We just haven't figured it out <laughs> yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, what do you guys shoot on? We 
we just keep it simple. Like we just have an A7S with a Shogun, and then all. Whoa, the- whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> oh, like a. Oh, I, I think I know some of those words. The Shogun is the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the like a hard drive, right? Isn't it? It's uh, like yeah, the external four K right, recorder. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. And a monitor, right? Right. So I mean, for corporate stuff, it's like you don't need to go crazy. Yeah. And any commercials, we just hire a DP and mm-hmm. you know bring out. Have you done broadcast commercials? Yeah. Wow. Like yeah. what? Uh, we had one last year for Surf Pro. Nice, nice. Yeah, that was sweet. Like we just got creative carte blanche and just was able to make it. Wow. And so, you know, you, you, you bring out cinema cameras when you need to. Sure, yeah. But it's like, you know, a client isn't like, oh, man, I'm so glad you shot this in 4K. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, you know, the color space and this is so good. Yeah. Like yeah. nobody gives a shit. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, a lot you know, of our videos at least are on YouTube and it's like 720 is probably how people are going to watch it. It's such a funny world because, you know, when I'm starting out, you know, we had the 100 TVX 100s. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, if this was only HD, like my <laughs> shit would be so much better. Right. But it's so not the case. And then you kind of go through it and you're like, that's not the case at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it comes from like an insecurity, you know, as you're coming up, you're like, well, at least if it's HD or at least if it's for, you know, at least it'll look, you know, above where I'm at or something right, like right, that. Yeah. I, I feel like it was just like, well, my, my productions would be better if it's a better camera. Right. I remember when I was in high school, I, went, I had a TV program teacher who was kind of a jerk and but he was also right a lot and right. Right. <laughs> which for, sucks yeah, like, oh. for sure, for sure. so for example we had like these four like journalism cameras like old panasonic big bulky okay, cool. beta cam right. that had been like donated by some news show news station or something and then we had the canon xl1 which still was not hd mm. and he and he would tape right like the, yeah, yeah yeah mini db yeah but and he and he would harp on the fact like everybody wanted the XL one. Ah, there's only one XL one. There's four of these other cameras. So he would always say those cameras can produce just as nice an image mm. as the XL one. Nobody and we were like, them. Nah. yeah. But it's totally true. It was all yeah. SD, right? It's yeah. You know, I think you just have to go through it to realize that it's like going through like a messy breakup. You're like, well, I'm never going to get out of this alive. And then you do and you're like, Hey, I got out alive and I sh-, you know, yeah. <laughs> and then the same thing with this on the other side, you're like, well, no, I need a really good camera. Mm-hmm. And then you go through it. And you're like, I didn't. And I should have spent more time writing. Right. You yeah. Know? Yeah. There's a yeah, the, there's... The crazy thing. Like it, it's too easy to say, but writing's free man that's true yeah. you know well and, and it spend, can really spend a fucking year right writing yeah. like I, I'm, I'm i'm a pretty shit writer mm-hmm. but at least you can work i said on mm-hmm. it without... i disagree with you but... <laughs> <laughs> but at least you can work on it and and not have to spend so much money to get a yeah. higher camera because you know if the writing sucks nobody gives a shit right what it right looks yeah like. put put your time and money into into the content yeah you know, for sure yeah, man. Well, uh, how, where can people find the short? If it's online, it'll be online Saturday. I, I'm going to try to get this out on Friday. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. To, so shortoftheweek.com. Shortoftheweek.com. All right, cool. And um, I hope you enjoy it, everybody. Awesome. I hope you enjoy it, Matt. <laughs> I will, I will, I will. So uh, what about uh, other things people can find? How do we see that Ashley 100 video? That'll be on the Story Hive. Okay, so just in their yeah Ashley Hunter, yeah, you can yeah, search for it. Yeah. Actually, that's true. I think even if you just go to StoryHive.com, you can search totally Brett Furster or Ashley Hundred. Yeah, and it's it's up there somewhere. Yeah. Um, what else is there? Can you see this tree still? Can you see dry land? How do you see? This? Yeah, I mean, if you if you are so inclined, you <laughs> yeah. can probably go to my Vimeo page and All see right. those old things. Sweet, sweet. Um, but you know, I was just gonna say because we were talking about the crowdfunding stuff before. 
like that is still the biggest question in emails I still get. Right. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So I mean, if if anybody wants any questions answered, feel free to email me without yeah, a, yeah, without yeah. a doubt. Just Brett Furster at gmail.com. Nice. Awesome. And um, yeah, give me give me your questions. I'll, I'll definitely get back at you to help you. Cool. That's very kind of you. That's it. I think. Thanks for being here, man. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Brett Furster. Thanks for being here, man. And congrats on shortoftheweek.com. Again, get over there and watch that film, share that, and, uh, you know, just hit the retweet button. Um, it, it it makes a big difference. And, uh, you know, you you retweet, maybe Brett's gonna gonna share your stuff later on. Like, this is... This is a little little bit of give and take. This is how our community can can expand and grow and be better. So let's jump right into the news. Uh, and by the news, I mean dates and deadlines and calendar stuff and important information. You know, the Calgary Society of uh, Independent Filmmakers is having their uh, open house and uh, garage sale on November 28th. So if you go uh, hang out there, you can take a look at the decommissioned items, um, some old gear that you might find appealing. And uh, also going to be playing uh, films from the one eight one day film challenge on loop all day long. Uh, so go and uh, check that out and enjoy. Um, also on uh, Tuesday, November twenty fourth, uh, Moses is screening at Good Luck Bar, and on Wednesday, November twenty fifth at seven p.m., uh, the Keep It Real premiere at the Plaza Theater. This is kind of a cool project. Filmmaker Andrew Young worked tirelessly in our newly built suite. This is. Uh, and media's newly built blue suite in the last couple of months completing his film keep it real um and it's like a biking film so go check it out because uh andrew's a cool young filmmaker uh recent state grad and uh that's happening uh with m media but it's playing at the plaza theater at 7 p.m and it's 10 bucks at the door so uh don't forget that the uh shooting with the scarlet upcoming workshop uh, with Aaron Bernakovich is happening on November 5th uh, from 10 to 5 and it's 100 bucks. and again you've got to take this course if you ever want to rent the Scarlet so be sure to uh, do that you got just a little bit more time to submit to the $100 film festival from the CSIF and uh, that deadline is December 1st uh, as is the Canada Council travel grant for media artists um, you can find out more about all this stuff on CSIF.org and don't forget, Fava has their classes coming up as well. Lots of cool workshops coming up. In fact, today at 4 p.m. at the Metro in Edmonton, you can see the films created by the folks who completed the Video Kitchen program. And the Video Kitchen program is like the introductory um, filmmaker class. So when you sign up and partake in, in the class, you, you make a film and you take it from start to finish. And uh, that's been going on for, for, for forever. Uh, back when I lived in Edmonton, that was still a thing. And people made some cool films back then. And uh, you can sign up for the next round of that, that workshop. Uh, it's starting on March 3rd on Thursdays uh, in the evenings. And uh, you, can, uh, you can sign up uh, at fava.ca. Um, the intermediate version of that course is called uh, the main course. It's happening Saturdays. Uh, starting February 20th, so you can sign up for that. Their screenwriting workshop is also happening, uh, and the free-for-all editing class, um, where you can learn the basics of Fava's Premiere Pro system. 
all of that is happening. Check out more information at fava.ca. And uh, I just wanted to mention as well, a really cool um, film by producer Rebecca Campbell uh, was at the LA Femme Film Festival uh, with a short documentary uh, called Canada Girl um, about a gunslinger who was shot uh, and wheelchair bound um, and then came back to um, continue her work as a gunslinger, which sounds pretty sweet. Um so you can find out more about that, uh, I think on Ampia's newsletter. Um, but congratulations to Rebecca. That's a cool place to be with a cool film. So, uh, I think that's it guys. Let me know if you have any, anything you want to share, anything you want me to share. Uh, I'd be happy to share it in the news. Don't forget to, uh, to like us on Facebook and be friends with us. Cause that's nice. Like that. See you soon. Bye. Bye.